This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest philosophers to your fingertips. With more than 500 audio and video series on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more, The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming at thegreatcourses.com or on DVD and CD or via The Great Courses apps. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including The Secret Life of Words, English Words and Their Origins. For this limited time, 80% off offer, go to thegreatcourses.com WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is editor Fred Barnes. And Fred, for the purpose of this podcast, I'd like to ask you, remain within the ropes at all time while, times while talking with me, if you don't mind. Well, uh, otherwise, I'll have to face the Secret Service. <laughs> They're big, strong guys who, uh, who know how to uh, manhandle the press when necessary. As soon as I saw the pictures from New Hampshire of uh, Hillary Clinton out campaigning and the media literally being roped in by her aides, pulled back away from her, controlled in a moving rope pen, if you will, like good cattle, I mm -hmm. thought of you and all the presidents you've covered and all the situations you've been in on campaign trails. Have you ever seen anything like this? Usually when somebody's campaigning, whether for the Senate, local office, or for president, they want to talk to the press. <laughs> they want to, they want to uh, uh, tell them uh, how well they're doing in the campaign and so on. Uh, to see somebody avoid the press like this in such um, an unprecedented way is, uh, is quite interesting. But I think if the uh, Clinton people who work for Hillary look at, uh, at what they're facing and how this has played out, they should be quite satisfied. I'm looking at the Washington Post this morning, and and on page three, there's just a lovely picture of Bill and Hillary holding hands, and <laughs> and there's Chelsea there, and the it's and the stories about Clinton's brotherly love includes financial aid. Everything's just delightful. And the New York Times on Sunday, both of these stories are right after the the rope has has been uh, uh, unraveled, so uh, the press can be uh, kept in their their place, so they don't ask any questions, and, and the front page, top of the page, taking up how many columns? Four columns of Hillary uh, having her picture taken with some young woman in Iowa, or maybe it's New Hampshire, uh, uh, who's taking a selfie, and there she is. You'd think, I mean, this is just, these are lovely pictures, and it must be just so much fun covering Hillary, and all these people are so happy. Uh, the Washington Post, not to belabor this, but on Sunday, again, right after the rope came out, uh, the uh, there's Hillary with two beauty queens uh, in I in New Hampshire rather, and they're both holding up their fists, you know, like they're uh, showing their bicep and so on, and they're all smiling, and it's just gee, it's so great. Uh, just Hillary, I mean, people in New Hampshire must be just thrilled because her campaign's going so well. It's just one that has everybody smiling. Uh, well, there were some reporters grousing on Twitter about mm -hmm. this. Uh, CNN's Mark uh, Mooney tweeted out, bah, bah, mm -hmm. bah, to describe the way they were being mm -hmm. treated. And um, some other people were a little bit cranky. But it was minor, you know, a, a, a minor complaint, kind of like grousing mm -hmm. about the cold coffee at a restaurant. Yep. And I, I, I'm just, as a fan of the press, I'm horrified that reporters would let themselves be treated this way. Uh, well, and, and it's even worse, and, I, and, and I've cited one reason. 
Uh, one reason is they're out there getting roped in by uh, Hillary's uh, advance men. Uh, and meanwhile, back at their office, they're looking for the, uh, their editors are looking for the lovely pictures to play up to show how Hillary, uh, how well she's doing in New Hampshire and Iowa. Uh, so they ought to be mad at the, at the folks, at, at the folks back home. And they also be, ought, ought to be mad at themselves because as, uh, as, uh, 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 James Toronto of, of the Wall Street Journal in a piece today has collected just some of the questions they're asking in there. <laughs> and you'd think, well, gee, there's so many unanswered questions about Benghazi. There's so many about, uh, about her editing and censoring and killing of her own emails mm-hmm. uh, that, the money? That, that haven't been answered. Uh, there are reporters, all of them tend to be uh, on the conservative press, uh, who are keeping track of all the lies and untruths that Hillary's been, been uttering about the Clinton Foundation and what it's done and so on. Uh, there are all these questions out there, and they're asking her about uh, what ice cream she likes and whether she'd <laughs> like it. And, uh, and, and gee, here, I'll, uh, uh, I can, uh, I can read you one of them, and, uh, that says, uh, uh, asked uh, of Hillary, which she did not answer. You've been making a point of thanking your organizers and having them speak at your speeches. How central is that component of your campaign, and how is it different from what you did in 2008? Stop laughing, Michael. Well, this is what I don't understand. When you're getting that kind of press, why would you bother roping up the uh, reporters? They're obviously they're happy to rope themselves. All you have to do <laughs> is hand out the leashes and collars, and they'll gladly click on and go. I mean, I think about just one basic question. If I had a chance to ask Hillary Clinton a question, it would be: You took millions of dollars from foreign governments and foreign corporations who had business before the United States while you were Secretary of State. Isn't that a gross misbehavior, boarding on criminal? Isn't it at least worthy of an investigation? I mean, how, mm-hmm. th- th- there it is, right there. Big, well, fat, well, easy question. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone's asking her about that stuff. <laughs> well, that's an obvious question. Uh, because when they're around Hillary Clinton, reporters are pussycats. They're not going to ask her tough questions. Those are for Republicans. <laughs> that's when they, you think, do you think the press would allow a Republican uh, presidential candidate to get away with bringing out a rope? Can you imagine the uh, this would be uh, they, uh, the press would be uh, uh, completely in a rage. Uh, it would be the it would be the lead of their stories, not uh, things about Hillary and the nice things she's doing in New Hampshire and Iowa, uh, and and the press would stick with it every day because it is unprecedented. Look, I I I'll have to say I don't go back that far. Just back to uh, Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter and Ronald <laughs> Reagan and all those people back to the seventies. And, uh, I mean, that's not forever, but, uh, I've never seen anything like this before. And I, and the least surprising thing, though, is w- with a liberal Democratic candidate, how docile the press is. Right. Wouldn't happen with a Republican or a conservative, but, uh, and, and Hillary gets, uh, seems to get a special kind of deference, uh, from the press, uh, despite, uh, her obvious animus toward the press. It is interesting. You know, you mentioned the past. I was, uh, reading a piece uh, in which uh, media critic Ken Auletta told The New Yorker that uh, powerful politicians have a duty to answer questions from the mm-hmm. press. He wrote, in a non-parliamentary system such as ours, close questioning is supposed to come from the press, used in the form of press conferences. It protects our free speech. And he said, 
Uh, the uh, founders had three co-equals branches of government and eventually a fourth estate. We don't have a parliamentary system, so the press has to access public officials. And that was about George W. Bush, who had had 11 full-on press conferences, mm -hmm. answered a 1,000 questions uh, during the time he was in the White House. Mm -hmm. This is uh, halfway through his first term. Mm -hmm. And the press was complaining about that. And here they are with a woman who's yet to have a single real presser mm -hmm. and who's answered mm -hmm. a handful of questions not directly related mm -hmm. to her favorite dairy dessert mm -hmm. well look they're gonna if the press allows them their reporting to be undermined or or censored if that's what they're doing uh by their own editors uh that's one thing they should be in a rage against them but they should particularly be in a rage against hillary uh i mean they know better uh they know they're being embarrassed uh they know they look ridiculous uh, and yet uh, they seem to tolerate it and, uh, and yell questions about ice cream at Hillary. None of the questions like the one you suggested, and there are dozens of those serious questions that would be asked at, a, say, a presidential press conference when reporters spend a great deal of time, uh, particularly the television ones, fashioning a particularly uh, uh, rough question. Uh, and Let me ask you about previous presidents or candidates. I mm -hmm. mean, have you seen situations where candidates or where presidents tried to get away with restrictions on the press and the press rose up? I remember when uh, President Obama first took office and tried to get Fox News basically kicked out of the White House you know, press group, you know, to yeah. treat them like second-class second mm -hmm. citizens. The, to their credit, the rest of the uh, news outlets rose up and said, no, 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 you're not going to do that. But, mm -hmm. I mean, did Nixon try stuff like this? Did, no, <laughs> you know, Nixon uh, Nixon had press conferences. Nixon took tough questions. Uh, the uh, And nobody's done anything like, like Hillary has. Uh, Bill Clinton had plenty of, uh, had plenty of question, uh, press conferences, not uh, uh, so many during the impeachment period. But, uh, um, they're just, I just can't recall anything quite like this uh, particularly because, look, here's what really uh, condemns the uh, reporters. They know the serious questions to ask. They know Hillary has been lying about uh, the Clinton Foundation and how it was, and who was giving money to it while she was Secretary of State. Uh, they know that there are Benghazi questions that, uh, that still remain. Uh, they know there are questions about the emails that she censured, uh, censored and deleted. And yet, not only do they not get in any questions, there aren't any real serious questions that are being asked. Those ones, um, you know, they are being uh, treated like eunuchs. So what would you suggest anyone do, whether it's someone in the conservative media or maybe the Republicans mm -hmm. who are running for the chance to challenge Hillary? Is there an opportunity here? Or is this one of the situations where just leave Hillary alone and let her keep sowing these sour seeds and eventually hope that they bear fruit from a frustrated media? Yeah, what, where where seeds, should they people go from here? Yeah, these seeds are not being sown. I mean, when you see the kind of uh, stories that happen in these pictures, these lovely pictures of Hillary in the New York Times and the Washington Post, and uh, uh, the average person who doesn't uh, consider following campaigns in the media the most important thing they have to do every day, uh, they look at that and it's, it all seems fine. Nice campaign going up there with Hillary and in New Hampshire and, and then out in Iowa. So uh, one, they need to, they would need to come to grips with their own, uh, media outlets and, and say, look, we're gonna have to get tougher with Hillary. No candidate's ever done this before. We're being spit on, in effect, uh, by her and her campaign. We have to do something about this. And then, uh, start writing stories about the lies, the unanswered questions, not uh, the rope, of course, 
uh, and, and the entire campaign rather than uh, uh, try to ask questions about whether you're now being introduced at events by members of your campaign rather than local politicians. Is this new or is this something you thought about in 2008? And, you know, stuff like that. I mean, the, the reporters are going are gonna to have to get tough because they're the ones who are suffering and being embarrassed uh, by letting Hillary get away with this. And I will say again, if any Republican, even if a marginal Republican candidate <laughs> were doing something like this, the press would never let them uh, get away with it for a day. Well, my it understanding the is that the new, every the, story. the new policy, they're no longer going to hand out press credentials to cover Hillary Fred. They're just going to spot the people who are carrying her slippers mm. in their mouth, and then they'll know that that's the person <laughs> covering the race. Fred Barnes, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Good. Good to talk to you, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Bye.